Good morning, guys. This is Beloved Ones United. My name is Jordan, and I'm here with John, and we're going to go over identity issues. So it's been on my heart to share this for a minute now. Um, I believe that a lot of our uh, of the fruits of sin typically stem from a lack of identity and understanding our identity in Christ. In Genesis chapter 3, also known as the fall, Satan said to the woman, Eve, did God actually say you shall not eat of any tree in the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, we may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, but God said, you shall not eat of the fruit of the tree that is in the midst of the garden. Neither shall you touch it lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, you will surely not die. For God knows that when you eat of it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 it says, then God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over the livestock and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. God said, let's make man in our image. So Satan was signifying that we were not in the image of God. Therefore, he planted a seed of identity issues in Eve's mind, which ultimately conceived into pride of her wanting to be the very person she was already created to be. Therefore, she took a bite of the apple to create this false version of herself that God never intended, ultimately leading to the fall of man, which we all live in today. You welcome me. Hey guys, so I would love to piggyback actually out of what Jordan was saying about identity and as he discussed how it got conceived through Adam and Eve um, at the beginning of time and that it actually had a course throughout history and that we are still affected by it. And so um, what does it mean to actually have an identity, to have an identity in Jesus, in God? And, and specifically, we are born with it. We are born as a son of God, as, as a daughter of the, the high king. And throughout scripture, you can see um, different people throughout history living in and out of it. And, but more importantly, uh, we see also how people got deceived through um, not living in their identity and, and actually being drawn in from the enemy. And so um, I would love to kind of chat a little bit about those tactics as well. Ultimately, um, one of the biggest things is understanding that we need to be dependent on God. Um, not only is he our creator, but he's also our sustainer. He's the one who ultimately provides every good thing, as it says in scripture. And so one of the big questions is just, will God provide? Will he actually do what he says? And, and we see in scripture at the beginning of the time, even with the Israelites, that he gave them manna um, in the wilderness, but he only said that they could store it. I believe it was for like one day um, or something that any, any day after that, it would go bad. And this wasn't because God was, you know, he was messing around and be like, oh, I'm gonna only give them food for a little bit. No, he was trying to really prove the heart posture of like, oh no, I understand that God will provide. And even when it doesn't look like it, even when I, yeah, even when I literally can't see the food in front of me that I will, yeah, trust in our God Almighty. 
and that ultimately that we do not need to strive because that's one of those things as well that we want to fill our own pockets we want to fill our own tummies with what we feel like is going to give us life um, but ultimately we are living out of a yeah religious and legalistic mindset that keeps us away from the true nature of being dependent on God, just like in the garden, just like Adam and Eve walked with him before they, uh, before they sinned, that the same way we are to walk with God in, in every day of our lives. And so, and, and ultimately as well with that, that we are not to do it in our own strength. And for some of us, that might be hard to, to live out or even to understand, like what does it mean to live in our own strength? But again, that, that comes from having the mindset of wanting to be able to accomplish it on your own, to not deal with maybe the, the stillness of being with the Lord or, or through um, life as life is busy, as life is crazy and, and stuff, and we get caught up in the motions. It's, a lot of it, I believe, is, is slowing down and um, inviting the Lord into it. I believe a lot of things don't happen because we don't invite the Holy Spirit into our lives, into the situations and, and stuff. And there is that ultimate trust that we can be able to follow Jesus in. Uh, but then also is, and Proverbs says, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path strength or path straight. And I believe that is another way of owning the Lord as, as the one who provides strength. And so, um, yeah, there's, there's so much throughout scripture that calls upon it. And uh, I believe Psalms holds a lot of that truth of David just like crying out to the Lord and the Lord answering him in his struggles, in his pain, um, and understanding that the Lord wants us to overcome the things in our lives because there's life after um, we overcome it, after the adversity um, and through it as well. And so the last thing I would like to talk about as well is understanding how we can get focused as well is on our status, that we can really um, be focused in on the future and what we feel like we needed to do in our lives and how we can, again, strive, how we can put ourselves on the top. But ultimately, in order to understand our, um, our place in the world is understand what inheritance is in front of us. And just like um, the prodigal son that um, the Lord is just waiting for us to, to come home to him and to really um, live, live from the inheritance and not live um, in, in striving for and not living um, to act in order to fulfill this inheritance. But ultimately that because of what Jesus did on the cross that we have full access to his, to his inheritance, his kingdom, um, to full joy, peace, um, kindness, goodness, all that the Holy Spirit gives. And so um, as much as the devil tried to tempt Jesus into saying that you can have all these kingdoms in the world, Jesus was like, those are already mine. Like, I don't need to. Um, <laughs> obviously, Jesus, he, oh, he is the creator. He is the Lord. But he was showing us that, again, as we are, um, yeah, the Lord's masterpiece, as we are um, made holy and blameless in his sight, that we need to live in accordance to what purpose he has already given to us throughout scripture. And that not only does he want us to survive, but he wants us to thrive in what we do. And I believe that comes in so much of acknowledging um, who he is, but also who we are in Christ. Yeah, thank you, John. That's that's an amazing way to kind of break down um, 
what the enemy does and, and kind of practical steps to actually understanding our identity. Uh, so yeah, man, I, I thank you for that. Uh, Father, we just, we, we thank you for tearing the veil, man. We thank you again for tearing the veil so we can be close with you and, our, and establish our identity again as a son and as a daughter. Uh, I pray that everything that was taught today um, will be received and we walk in our identity here on forward, or at least practice too. Um, yeah, Lord. So will you just bless our time and uh, give us more of your spirit in Jesus name. Amen.